welcome to Connected episode 327, The Rickies Early 2021. I'm your host, Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by my friend, Mr. Mike Hurley. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm so excited for today's episode, because we get to read the rules again. We're going to read the rules. I'm also going to thank our sponsors, because I got distracted by the title. And me. This episode is made possible by Squarespace, Smile, and Pingdom. And we're also joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hey, babe. How are you? Hey, man. Wow, that's nice. Uh-huh. Happy New Year. If you would like to know why <laughs> <laughs> that just happened, you should become a Connected Pro member by going to Connected Pro... What's the URL? I never remember it. Oh, my God, I never <laughs> no, remember it. again. Relay.fm slash connected slash join. No, that's not so catchy. But it's easy to remember. You can't <laughs> no, remember the other one. I think it's Connected pro.co wait why is it .co connectedpro.co so it rhymes Stephen liked it and now no one can remember it connectedpro.co does it it rhyme though like does it pro.co it's not a rhyme connectedpro.co it's that's not a rhyme if you go to (laughs) (laughs) wait which one is it is it connectedpro.co or is it get connected it is no, mm-hmm. there's no get. Why do you? No, because I have get. get domains. Getconnectedpro.com also works. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, it will work. I haven't directed them to the new. This is so confusing. Yet. It's like we don't want people to give us money. Um, so, Stephen, can you just do that again? Tell people very clearly where can they get the <laughs> uh, members-only pre and post show. Well, I would go. Oh, don't do it. No, no, no it's not an opinion. To a just web browser. Domains, <laughs> not this terrible domain that you keep using, the fun, catchy ones. Connectedpro.co. And have you forwarded that to the correct place? It currently directs to the monthly plan. Okay. But that's not where mm. you want it to go, is it? No, I want it to go to relay.fm slash connected slash join. Right. But I haven't set that up yet. Uh, what I will say, though, is if you go to getconnectedpro.co, you will go to the right place, because I manage that one. Getconnectedpro.co. Uh, yes, it does. Very mm-hmm. very nice. No, that mm-hmm. goes to the silver plan, too, the monthly plan. Well, you've got to wait for DNS propagation. You know, like, I can't be in control of everything here. Yeah, DNS is terrible. Mm-hmm. It takes time. But anyway, if you want to know why we're calling uh, Stephen Babe now, well, become a member. Mm-hmm. I think we just got to say something, don't we? Well, we can't pretend that we live out of time. It's true. So uh, we're recording this on Thursday, January 7th. We're uh, a date. Luckily. Huh? Luckily? Luckily. Luckily. Just pure coincidence that we moved the show by a day, which is awesome. Yes. Uh, somebody had a holiday something or family. I don't know. I don't remember why we moved things. Anyways, we're a day later than normal. I think Federico was partying. Yesterday, January 6th, saw just a terrible display here in the United States. I mean, uh, I speak for, I think, almost everybody. I basically just stopped working after lunch and watched the news until I couldn't take it anymore. And my wife said, mm-hmm. you have to stop doom scrolling and go to bed. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say. It's it's really infuriating and heartbreaking at the same time that uh, people have been led to believe the things they believe about our, the way mm-hmm. our country works. And, um, you know, I know we have friends and listeners, even members in the Relay Discord who live in D.C., uh, thankfully, everyone is safe, but it is uh, it was a terrible thing to witness to think that this sort of thing can happen in the U.S. is was a little little shocking. Yep. Eye opening. Um, shocking, but not surprising, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, but we have uh, uh, a bunch of tech stuff to talk about. We got the Rickies, and so we can move on. The show must go on, as they Wait, say. what'd you say? I said the show must go on. The show must go on. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard this phrase before? Is this new to you? The show must... What a great phrase. <laughs> Did you come up with that? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Man, you should put that on a bumper sticker. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt or something. Sell some merch. <laughs> That'll be the new connected t-shirt. The show must go on? The show must go on. Nice. And it has a capital building. The show it. must go on, babe. Let's start follow-up with Dr. Drang. It's a good place to start follow-up. Okay. So we have uh, spoken about needing to recalculate the Hackett number, which is the number of computers in my household uh, against the number of people. That's a fixed number at 20.6, as we described in a recent episode. Um, But Dr. Drang, uh, I think anytime we talk about math, which is going to happen later, so I'm just going to apologize to Drang in advance that we have more math talk coming later. But uh, he recommended that future calculations of the collection should be reported in terms of the Hackett ratio. So it's the computers per household member then divided by the Hackett number. And uh, I think I'm that, a little bit confused. I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, he's, I'm already lost. He's yeah, an engineer. I read, I read Drang's tweet and I was like, yeah, I don't understand that. Okay. <laughs> well, Drang sent us a link to the blog post telling us young boys how math works. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't get it. So, what is it like? Because the Hackett number's fixed. Yes. If we now want to work out something by the Hackett number, it now needs its own name. So the Hackett ratio is everyone's what is own the number. Ratio? So the Hackett ratio would be the current Hackett number, if you will. So the current number of computers divided by number of people in the house, and that the the relationship between that and the original number so say i don't know what the number is because i haven't done this i'm not yet, sure but that babe understands this either n- no no no, no. i'm because <laughs> i just wanted an explanation and it's getting worse okay in this moment you can sell me anything i'm not following like you i, li- I will buy literally everything you're saying babe i have no idea i'll figure the new number and let's say the new number is 30.6 what is the number the number being the number of computers in the household into, divided by the number of people in the household. Okay. So, okay, okay, okay. Yes, this is the thing that we invented. Yes. Right? Okay. So let's say the new one is 30.6. Yes. So the Hackett ratio would describe the relationship between the new number and the constant. Wait, what is a constant? <laughs> the constant is 20.6, the original Hackett number. So what you would get at the end of this is I am... You know, 1.2 times more in trouble than I was originally because I've got that many more computers. And that's the Hackett ratio. Yes. But if I calculate it, is it a Hackett ratio or is it only a Hackett ratio if it's you? I mean, any, well, how would you do it? I mean, you got to come over here and count everything. No, but like if I did my own calculation of what is oh, my. Yeah, yeah, you would be like, you would have a negative ratio. You don't know. But. But that's the thing, right? So what we're saying now is the Hackett number, you don't calculate your own Hackett number because there's only one Hackett number. Right. You calculate your own Hackett ratio, which is figured out by multiplying or dividing by the Hackett number. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Great. We got there then. Wait, but who asked for the Hackett ratio? I think we accidentally described it on the show and then Drang tried to clarify it, but clearly our Ah. lack of... I think we kept getting confused about how to uh, 
uh, to calculate what the Hackett number was because we kept calling it Hackett number. Up next, AirPods Max. I returned mine. You did do it. Oh. Yep, they're really? gone. You, you give them back. Yeah, they sounded great. I loved the way they sounded, but they were just too heavy. Um, Interesting. Was that the reason? Yes. Uh, I find mine comfortable. I use them every day for multiple hours. I have one complaint, which is the battery life ain't that great. Mm. Really? Yeah. I feel like I'm charging them every day or so, which I don't have that with my AirPods. And I guess the reason is the AirPods Max battery, I guess, is less than the other AirPods because it doesn't have a battery case to recharge them again, right? How many, for, for how long do you wear them each day? Multiple hours. Multiple. Yeah. Like two two or six or seven? Like what is multiple? Let's say four or five. I have okay. noticed though as well, like I really have noticed that under certain circumstances, and I don't know what they are, uh, the battery is draining faster at certain times. I don't know if maybe I'm putting them down in such a way that the sensors are still triggering or something, like if I don't put them in their very fancy case. But like I know that there was one day last week where I had charged them the night before and then used them. I put them down on my desk when I was done for the day, and the next day they were completely dead. So I think I'm having some kind of battery discharging issue in certain circumstances. Um, but... I, so I, don't, I haven't done anything scientific, but basically the thing is, you know how you feel like you don't really notice when you charge your AirPods, right? It's just like you don't think about it. You just charge them every now and then and it's fine. I'm feeling like I'm having to charge my AirPods Max more intentionally than my regular AirPods. It's almost as if the case they designed is a total failure. Yeah, but the case... Almost. Even if the case was designed well, it wouldn't really help. I don't know for too much because, like, I think the difference is like I think it's the charging nature of the case. Yeah, just make a giant case with a huge battery in it that can charge. Yeah, because Apple says you're supposed to get twenty hours, so clearly something is is up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal. I don't know what the deal is. I'd love to know if other people are having this, or if it's just something that you know. Maybe we can rule out you doing something weird that you're not aware of. I think that they could just, there's like a few things that could be going on, right? Where like sometimes I could use my AirPods and then just put the case on charge. Like, and I'm not really thinking about it. But like, you can't do that with the AirPods Max, right? It's like you're either using them or you're charging them. You can't charge them and use them really in like a convenient way. Where with the regular AirPods, I can use the AirPods and I'm draining their battery while its case is getting a charge. Right. So it, you know, like I think that that also maybe reduces the amount of times that I notice the AirPods themselves as reducing, as like lowering their battery, which is just not the case with the Max. It's like, it's more of a traditional tech product then, right? Where like charging it kind of is a thing that you do when you're not using it or like you can do it at the same time, but it's not seamless, where I think with the regular AirPods with their charging case is you can very easily just leave the case somewhere charging, especially if you use wireless charging. And so I just think that there's maybe a, a situation where like the product is different and I'm just noticing it more because it's close enough to my regular AirPods that it just I can see it as a place of comparison. Hmm. Nevertheless, I love them. Oh my God, the, the noise cancelling is so, it's so good. 
so so good i am continually impressed by these headphones and i enjoy using them very much uh what about you federico any additional thoughts a few weeks in i've been using them i not as frequently as mike i think um i mostly try to um stay offline for the past few weeks and uh therefore using my sony walkman and my wired sony headphones um so I haven't really used them multiple hours each day, but I like them. I'm, I confirm my comment from a few episodes back. These are going to be my main wireless headphones. Like I used them today again when I was trying to get some work done. Um, I like them. They're not as, um, you know, they don't sound nearly as good as my other wired headphones. But in terms of wireless headphones, they're the best ones that I have. So... I really like them. The noise cancellation is good. Uh, Siri, I don't particularly care about, uh, and the digital crown works. Um, so, and the case is stupid. But I'm waiting for the Waterfield Designs um, case to arrive mm. at some point over the next few days, I think. So, yeah, I like them. Stephen, have you considered the fact that maybe it's not the AirPods Max that are too heavy, but that in your old age it is your <laughs> neck that doesn't offer enough support anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Pencil neck. <laughs> that was my only question. Wow. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. Well, you know, some food for thought for you over the next few days, maybe. Yeah. My no. brittle bones can't take the weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I think I'm just, I think I'm just overly sensitive to head uh, pressure. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm sensitive to headphones or anything that are heavy or like a hat that's too tight or mm. if i've got like my hair back in a bandana or something like if it's too tight i feel very sensitive to those things so i may just be i may just be uh too weak for my head to be squeezed well i hope that's not the case uh real quick before we move on to uh our topics i did just want to point people to episode 11 of flashback my show with quinn nelson it is back for season two this is the show where we talk about failed tech products and this season we're looking at them through the lens of kind of where those companies or markets are now so episode 11 is about the nexus q which is this failed google media streamer kind of like the chromecast before the chromecast but it never actually went on sale and they took a bunch of pre-orders and had to give people their money back it was really bad let's talk about that and then set top boxes it was a lot of fun i am looking forward to listening to it i have not yet please forgive me but I'm pleased the show is back. As a little teaser, Quinn is listening to Connected right now. Quinn, I'm going to tell people what we're doing in episode 12. We're going to talk about the Amazon Fire Phone. And then we're going... Oh, Then nice. we're going to draft weird Amazon products. Okay. Okay. <laughs> episode 12 will be fun. Like products that you found on Amazon or made by Amazon? Weird products made by Amazon. So you know that they make a microwave with uh, the Echo Assistant built in. It's like, why? Right. Why do you do that? <laughs> so anyways, go check it out. Just before we begin uh, the Rickies today, I wanted to just know, I feel like that there is a constant theme on this show of charging solutions. And I saw today that Anchor have released their MagSafe charging stuff. Um, they've re- well, at least they've, they've announced that they're going to release it, which is kind of weird, but it's coming. Uh, they've got two products. One is a $22 MagSafe charging puck, um, which it's capped at 7.5 watts, so it can't do any faster charging than that. 
and it has a really weird chunky USB connector. So I invite you all to look at the link in the show notes to see this. Um, but the so do you, you guys looking at this image right now? Yeah. Why is it so big? So that's the USB C connector. It, it makes it look like it's a USB Mini or something. Um, and it's apparently because this is pretty much just a standard Qi charger. It's not doing anything special because mm-hmm. it seems like there's just a little bit of secret sauce, as they call it, in Apple's charging solution for MagSafe. So to make it super thin and to make it all fit correctly, which basically all that's in the little disc part, the puck part, is the coils and a lot of the like technology stuff that's required to make one of these Qi chargers work is housed inside of the USB-C connector instead. It's an interesting choice. Well, I mean, what it does is it allows for it to be still a thin and small, just circular connector, right? Mm-hmm. That you can still connect by magnets and get all of the benefit that you get from MagSafe. Um, and really, it's like, whilst that looks weird, it's going to be plugged somewhere, right? Like, you're not going to deal with it. And it's a 1.5 meter cable, so it's half a meter longer than Apple's cable, which is great. But the the I think the real good product here um is they they have a another product which is like a stand uh what do they call it the power wave magsafe charging stand so it's like um, a magsafe charger suspended uh kind of like uh maybe kind of like how the screen on the um magic keyboard for the ipad pro is suspended like just it's not particularly like that but you get what i'm saying um you can charge vertically or horizontally and the the magsafe part where you clip your phone to can also be tilted which is kind of nice and then the base of the charger is also a chi charger so you could charge your headphones and charge your iphone at the same time this looks super cool and it's 36 dollars. so is it or is it not magsafe it is magsafe yes but it's not but it's Anchor's MagSafe, right? I don't think that they're MFI certified or whatever. So the first one, the Verge article says, here's why Anchor's MagSafe style charger has a gigantic USB-C plug. Yeah. Subtitle, it's because it's not actually MagSafe. So I'm very confused. It's not Apple's MagSafe. It's working like a MagSafe charger. It's got magnets in it. It's doing Qi charging and whatever. But it seems like that they've not gone through whatever you have to go through to get that official here you go from Apple. Oh, the MagSafe like brand. Okay, okay, got it. I right? Got it. Like it's not I don't if it's called MFI certified or whatever, they've not done that. They've just reverse engineered it. It's a Qi charger with magnets in it. Got it. Okay. Right, which is also why it doesn't get the faster speed. So it's like quote unquote MagSafe. Yeah, it's magnetically safe charging is what they should call it. Uh And then we'll all know what it means. But I think it's cool. I think it's cool that these products do exist because it's different price points and it's different use cases. Uh, And so I'm into it. I'm going to keep an eye on the um, the sand one. I think that looks like a pretty cool product. You could charge your day phone on the top and the night phone at the bottom. Yep. He's laying down. You have a little blanket for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Be great. Good night phone. So today we will be judging our annual picks for 2020. The annual chairman Twitter account is up for grabs. And then we'll be making our picks for the Rickies looking forward to 2021. So a real big day. But first, let's take a break and thank our first sponsor. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. 
Make your next move with Squarespace. It lets you easily create a website for your next idea, complete with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store or a portfolio or write a blog. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do all of those things. And there's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades are needed. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff because Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. What I love about Squarespace is, while it is really easy to get started, you can just drag pictures in and type right in the right in the web page where the text is going to go. Uh, you can really extend it with things that are nerdy if you need them. So you can do things like inject things into the header, use JavaScript. You can customize and override the CSS. They have all these developer tools if you need them. But the best part is most people don't. And I really like that balance of power and usability. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com connected. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for the show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash connected and the code connected to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for the support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Please read The Bill of Rickies. The Bill of Rickies. The winner, who should be called keynote chairman from the previous Wait, Rickies. Gets, annual chairman, right? Uh, look at the bullet point. I'm getting there. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But they're not called keynote chairman, are they, in this instance? They're called annual chairman. Amend the rules! Amend them! <laughs> it's time to amend the rules. No! It's right there. The Bill of Rickies, uninterrupted by Mike Hurley. But it's wrong, though. No, it's not. Okay. So, it is. Okay. So what we need to do... <laughs> it's wrong. All right. It should just be like the winner. We, did, we It shouldn't say who should be the keynote chairman. Well, we, like need, not... we need... So one thing I've noticed is we have a problem. We need to identify that there's actually two different types of Rickies. There's annual Rickies and yep. there's keynote Rickies. Yeah. So um, maybe we just start there. So there are two types. Oh, we're, the rules are being rewritten again live the two, on the show. Well, you're the one who interrupted. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, but oh, we got to take care of this for Mike. But all you have to do is just remove who should be called keynote chairman. No, because if we're going to remove anything, we should make it clear. Okay. Annual and... Annual Rickies and keynote Rickies. Okay. Yes. Because I guess this also leaves room for... Other types of Ricky. Because yes. we did do the audio predictions once. Uh -huh. The soundies so is what we called those, I think. <laughs> Wait, what? Do you remember we did a we did a set of audio-based predictions? It was just about AirPods and HeadPods and all that stuff. We did? Yeah, it was a one-off thing. But I like leaving the door open for for things like that. There was just so many rumors and things going on at that time that we ended up just making a whole separate set of Rickies like halfway through the middle of a year or something. This is getting longer. I I really feel bad uh, for the listener who created the um, the beautiful Bill of Rickies document because mm -hmm. every single time they have to change it. 
provided they want to keep it up to date. I would also understand at this point if they just told us to jump off a bridge, right? Like, we're just done. This is totally done with dealing with our every whim here. I'm basically, at the moment, I'm filling time while Stephen's writing in the document. That's what's happening right now, in case you hadn't guessed already. Okay. Um, I'm just vamping. Okay. We have to agree to this change. I know. This is, I'm putting this in front of the committee. There are two types of rookies, annual rookies and keynote rookies. The winner of the annual rookies is named the annual chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account for the full year. Nice. The keynote rookies winner is named the keynote chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account until the next keynote is held. Nice. Yeah, you did it. You did it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yep. I like that it's longer too, so it takes... Oh. No, 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 no. I didn't get it. I'm not smart enough. Can you can you say the that again? The winner of the annual rookies is named annual chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account for the full year. And I would yes. say this position is awarded every January. Nice. Okay. Just make, keep making it longer. The keynote rookies winner is named the keynote chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account until the next keynote is held. Right. And then we go into the ordering. None cool. of that's changed. Carry on. So, Point one has <laughs> been invented. Let's go to point two. Annual winners roll over to preserve the order. For example, the 2019 annual winner gets to go first for the next annual picks. Order of the keynote rookies is based on the previous Apple event. The loser goes last. To earn any points, everything written down in the prediction document must come true. No half points may be awarded in any round, and picks cannot be reused. One point is awarded for any pick deemed correct in the first two rounds. Two points will be awarded for the correct picks in the risky pick round. If your risky pick is wrong, you will lose a point. And the other two hosts must agree that your pick is, quote, risky. The scoring window starts. Oh, sorry, I need to say four event rookies. I would like to point out while you're writing something else, uh, Josh in the Relay FM members Discord has posted the, their version of the rules, which is one, pick stuff, two, grade stuff, three, win stuff, which ultimately is all they need to be. But we're just not those type of people that could live by those three simple rules. For event rookies, the scoring window starts when the event begins and closes when the picks are scored. I should say for keynote rookies. For keynote rookies. The winner of the regular and risky picks must be granted access to the annual or event chairman Twitter account and will retain access until another winner is named. Nice. Uh, we also have the flexies, so we should say as a point of order, the flexi rules are introduced after we did the annual rookies for 2020. So these flexi rules don't apply to this set of picks. So I'll read those. We do have the flexies, but there's no money on the line. Right. So I will read those as we get there. Yeah, because we don't need those until we're set in the 2021 predictions, right? Correct. Yeah, we we don't uh, retroactively apply rules because that would just be silly. We're not savages. Uh, As a reminder... Federico is the current annual chairman, and Stephen, that's me, babe, is babe. <laughs> babe is the current keynote chairman. Yes, you are, babe. Twitter <laughs> handles are on the line. Well, one Twitter handle, Federico's Twitter handle. Twitter handle. 
I could walk away with, with both. I would love a day where both of them are on the line at the same time. That would be fun, huh? If Apple had a January event, yep. it'd be the show would be, be four hours long. Bananas. Oh, it would be forever. It would be great though, right? Okay. So let's review the 2020 Rickies. Federico, you went first. Just real quick before we start. Uh-huh. Yes. Just because, you know, reflecting on how weird 2020 has been. Like, just think back to just where we were and how things were when we made these picks. It was a different world. It wasn't just like how it normally is, where a year has passed. It's just a completely different reality almost at this point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, please please continue. Okay, so I'll, I went first last year. And my first regular pick was Apple will name a successor to Steve Dowling, former head of public relations at Apple. And there was also a, a bullet point saying either named by Apple officially or is reported by more than one outlet that a person has been appointed. What I like about this pick is that that, that secondary bullet was put into place to make it easier on you to score it, right? Yes. Because I think we said at the time, it is incredibly unlikely that if they, well, at least I think me and Stephen felt that it was incredibly unlikely that if there was a new head of PR, that Apple would like release a press release mm-hmm. about it. Regardless, um, I was wrong um, because there may be a new head of PR at Apple, but Apple hasn't announced uh, anyone and uh, no outlet has reported on anything, so no change. I think the reason I always thought this was a difficult one for you is I don't know, I don't recall it being public knowledge who the head of Apple PR was. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was one of these roles that they put on the leadership page or whatever. Like, Katie, was it Katie Cotton before Steve Dowling? Yes, I think Steve Dowling used to be on the leadership page. Really? I think he was. I think so. Okay. Yeah, that's why I that's why I had this pick. Yeah, I don't think Katie Cotton ever was though, but she was like right, Steve right. Jobs style PR and she didn't last okay. very long under Tim Cook. Okay. Well nevertheless, I, I always thought that it was risky because it just didn't necessarily feel like a, a a a job to me that they would make a big song and dance about. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, you could be right, Federico, right? There could be someone who has this job. We just don't know who that is. I guess, you know, Steve Dowling, like my my context for this pick was he used to be like a very public figure. He was on the leadership page. Um, and, I, and, and he had like, a, there was the internal memo that was published uh, announcing his departure. And I just figured, you know, within the next 12 months, there's going to be a public thing where we have a new person in charge. And, uh, but, but, but no, but that hasn't happened. And um, yeah, so this is not a point for me. And uh, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's very surprising to me still, but also... Maybe this is one of, the, of those things that was delayed by 2020. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just maybe Apple is just content to keep working with multiple heads of PR for different departments. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. So no point. Yeah, maybe they don't have like a single a quote, head of PR. Yeah. Just all of the different product heads or country heads feed into yeah. JAWS. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? So no point. No point. 
my round one pick was that the 2020 iPhone line will feature at least one 5G phone. Mm. Stephen, would you like to read mm. your sub points that you insisted were put in the document? Stephen is highly skeptical. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about that now? 5G, 5G, 5G. I mean, it's, um, some people say it's real. I was super right on this one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Every time he said it, it was like a tiny dagger through my heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I made the joke. It, this wasn't a prediction that they would name it the iPhone 11S Pro Max 5G. Was that a joke? Yes. Okay. I don't know if it was. I think it was your actual prediction of the name. My pick in the first round was the 13-inch MacBook Pro will gain larger screen. There was a lot of talk. There still is a lot of talk about a 14-inch MacBook Pro, but it has yet to materialize. It did not materialize in 2020, so I did not get the point. Mm-hmm. So at the end of round one, it's Mike one. Federico and I have zero. Mm. Feels good. Mm-hmm. Feels good up here. Yeah. All right, Federico, kick off round two. Round two. And this just makes me sad, really sad. Uh, I said at least one of the 2020 iPhones will have a higher refresh rate display. Mm-hmm. Parenthesis promotion. Yeah. Yeah. That that was wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> that wasn't a point. Uh, again, we talked about this um, in October. Uh, we would have liked to see the promotion display. It was rumored. And then we also got the reports saying that Apple was facing difficulties getting it to work. And, you know, battery life concerns. Uh, I guess that maybe Apple prioritized 5G uh, in these new phones rather than a uh, high refresh rate display. It's seen mm-hmm. the rumor cycle again for 2021. Yep. I saw yesterday, I think, or today, I don't remember, uh, saying that Samsung may be one of the suppliers for the higher refresh rate display in the iPhone 13 or whatever it's going to be called. But yeah, not in 2020, so no point for me. Still at zero. Yeah, it does feel like something that they've got to do at some point. I mean, it, it is... It is- all over the place on high-end Android phones. All right, Michael? Uh, my second pick was that the iPad Pro line is updated before the iPhone of a hardware feature that's not on any current iPhone 2019 or 2020. And I was right. LiDAR. LiDAR. Came first to the iPad. This wasn't yeah. the thing that I was... I, I, I think potentially LiDAR was in contention. Uh, I thought it was going to be 5G. Um, 5G. 5G, 5G, 5G. But instead, I got LiDAR instead. So uh, I having won this pick makes me feel less bad about buying that 2020 iPad Pro. <laughs> I don't have one. Federico, you don't have one, do you? No, I was the only fool that did it. I do have a 2020 iPad Pro. Do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Sorry, that was delayed for your point. Thank you. I appreciate it. As of when and what? Why? How? Who? It's a review unit that oh, uh, I will get to write about at some point eventually before I send it back. But yeah, what? I do. What are you going to write about? Oh, man, you I should honestly, write a review of it. That would be so funny. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> which Here's is also, my review of the 2020 well, iPad Pro. Also what, I mean, I guess the fact that I talked about it on multiple podcasts maybe constitutes some kind of work about it you're doing um, it right now you're doing the work right yep. now i'm talking about it Would right you like now to review the 2020 yes iPad here's pro my right review now. of the okay. 2020 ipad pro it's got lighter 
Is that it? And an, an, a new, a different letter in the chip name. That's the tweet. That's mm. good. That binning. Uh, it's fast. It's got the same design, the same storage, the same right. display of the 2018 iPad Pro. At least it fits in the Magic Keyboard case correctly. You know, that's fits nice. in the Magic Keyboard correctly. So that's a very nice plus. I don't see the, you know, the empty slot mm-hmm. anymore. So that's very aesthetically pleasing. I would say that's a plus, right? The LiDAR scanner is not really used for photography as it was on the iPhone. You can use it for AR. I don't use AR on my iPad Pro, but if you're one of those people, then I guess you'll be happy. And that's the review. Very nice. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm done. That's a huge weight off my shoulders. Thanks, guys. Ooh. Anytime. Yeah. Stephen, what was your pick? My pick is that Apple would launch its own podcast content beyond its existing deal with Oprah. Uh, I got at least two, uh, Apple News Today, and then Zane Lowe's show is being released as a podcast. So, point for me. Yeah, I feel like the Zane Lowe one was correct, but could have been questioned. The Apple News Today is the one that really just confirmed that you got that point. Because the Zane Lowe one, I think, is is still just a podcast version of his... Um, mm-hmm. Apple Music Show. Yeah, it's shovelware. It's just like, we made this content somewhere else, let's just stick it into an RSS feed. This content is too good to be hidden <laughs> in in Apple Music. So we'll put it in podcasts. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but Apple News Today is really like, that is Apple's first like original podcast mm-hmm. uh, content. So you did get that one. It's good. So at the end of round two, Mike has two points. Yeah, I does. have one point. Federico has no points. <laughs> Zero points. How are you feeling about your chances, Federico? Um, not very good. Honestly. You could still win it. I felt better, right? In the past, it, it, am I right? At this point, it could Federico could still win. Technically, yes. Technically, yeah. I could still take it away from you both. I'd like to thank our second sponsor. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Text Expander from our good friends over at Smile. Get ahead of your productivity for the new year with the power of Text Expander. It removes the repetition out of work so you can focus on what matters most. So say goodbye to things like repetitive text entry, spelling and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you're using Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. It's better than copy and paste, better than scripts and templates, because text expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. I've used text expander since like my Mac Genius days. We use it at the Genius Bar to make sure all of our notes were consistent uh, across all the various team members, and it is something that I have to have on my computers. I've got so many things in here. I'm just looking through my my text expander uh, right now and all sorts of snippets. I have them broken up into different categories. You can do funny things. You can do serious things. One of my favorites that I use all the time is just my email address. So if I need to send someone my email address, I can just type a couple of letters and it expands out no matter where I'm typing. So take your time back in this new year and increase your productivity with text expander Connected listeners will get 20% off their first year. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. 
Go there now, get that 20% off your first year. You will not regret it. Our thanks to Text Expander and Smile for their support of the show and Relay FM. Time for the Rickies. Federico, redeem yourself. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to redeem myself. In fact, I'm kind. I'm going to come out of this and be even sadder than before. Because technically, my Ricky was a Ricky of passion. I would say of wit and of hope. But not of correctness. Yes. In fact, this Ricky is a perfect reflection of 2020. <laughs> I said... <laughs> Apple will release at least one new pro app for iPad that we haven't previously seen on iPad. Parenthesis. The app can be universal. So my idea was Apple is bringing one of their pro apps to iPad. They're going to do so with iPadOS 14, was my theory. And uh, maybe there's going to be an iPhone version as well, but primarily they're bringing, I don't know, Xcode or Logic or Final Cut, one of those, right? to iPad. And uh, nope, that, that was not the case. They've done plenty of things for iPad in 2020. Uh, the pointer, the magic keyboard, multi-column, the sidebars, but they haven't launched any new pro application for iPad themselves. So uh, this makes me really sad. I continue to believe that Apple should lead by example here and show that that it is possible in 2021 at this point to build and support a mature kind of application on iPad, taking advantage of all the modern features that the platform offers. But regardless, this pick is incorrect because they didn't do that in 2020. So I stand by my belief, I stand by my Ricky, but the rules are the rules and, you know... I'm trying to keep a more open and positive and loving attitude in this game this year. So I will happily concede that I was wrong. And it's worth noting now at this point, Federico is no longer the annual chairman because he nope. cannot cannot succeed. I am not. I think uh, it is also the first time someone has scored a minus two. <laughs> well, really? Wait, no. Minus, minus one. Minus one. Minus one. Minus one. Minus one. Well, wasn't there the one we did on stage where we all got the same, or was that did we all get zero? I think we all got zero. That is still a that is still a record in and of itself, right? Um, Yeah, be proud of yourself. I guess I am. I am. I really am. Whatever it takes to get you through. Right. All right. This one's going to be tricky. Mm -hmm. Read it, and then I have some things to say. Okay. Cool. My pick was. The notch on the iPhone will get physically smaller in at least one of the 2020 iPhones. So I spent my morning looking through Apple's accessory design guidelines. Can I say why this happened? Like I think I think that because I think people will hear the, the fact that you did all this work and it won't make sense why you even started it. Okay. Because yes. All right. So there was a couple of reasons that I made this pick. One was that there could be a change to the screen size. Another was that they may just make the notch smaller. And the other was there would be a smaller iPhone and therefore would have a smaller notch, right? Right. And it is inconclusive, or had been inconclusive, 
uh, that the mini would have a smaller notch. We've had people say that it did, but we couldn't find any. I couldn't find anything that would suggest definitively that was the case. So I posited to the group that the iPhone 12 has a smaller notch than the iPhone 11. Now, I wasn't going to fight this necessarily, but there is a truth in that, depending on how you look at it. Then Stephen went away and did some work. Yes. So the Apple Accessory Design Guidelines is a giant PDF for people who make cases and other things for Apple devices. And it has design schematics of a bunch of different products. And so I went through that PDF this morning. There is a link in the show notes uh, where I've put together three charts. The first one is the width of the notch. The second one is the height of the notch. These are looking at the safe areas. That's what Apple calls them. And then the total notch area. I will say for the uh, math majors out there, my area number doesn't account for radius, but it's close enough Ugh. for our uses. How dare you? I got the wrong degree to figure that out. So a couple of interesting things here. One, uh, the notch is actually bigger than it's uh, than it was in the beginning <laughs> in width and height. Got a little bit bigger. Okay. But we're talking in millimeter, like fractions of a millimeter. So visually, it's pretty hard to tell most of these apart. The ones that really stand apart are the LCD phones. So the iPhone XR and the iPhone 11 both had substantially larger notches than their OLED counterparts. Right. So for instance, the iPhone XR notch is 35.96 millimeters wide, and the XS is 34.3. The iPhone XR's notch is 5.15 millimeters high, and the XS was 4.99. So the area was 185 millimeters squared versus 169 millimeters squared. So the LCD ones have bigger notches. The reason for this is that the bezels around the screen are bigger, and they had they can't cut in quite as close as they do with the OLEDs. Remember, mm-hmm. Apple even talked about this, about how they do like the the anti-aliasing, anti-aliasing around the edges and all that stuff. So moving to your pick specifically, that at least one iPhone would see a smaller notch in 2020. If you go from the uh, iPhone 11 to the iPhone 12, that's true. Because it goes from, uh, and then we should say too, the iPhone 11 notch was bigger than the iPhone XR notch, actually by quite a bit. Um, And so going to the 12, it is smaller. Mm -hmm. So by the letter of the pick, I think you're correct. You are correct. But in the, what a good friend of mine calls the passion of the pick, you don't get this. But we don't grade on passion, do we? all of this is... Like, it's not a, like, just eyeballing it, it's not a smaller notch, right? Smaller notch means MKBHD points it out in a video. We were always getting out the calipers for this, no matter what happened, right? Maybe. There was always going to be measurements. But, like, this is the question. I'm just positing it to the group here. Yes. Um, By what I wrote down, it's correct. 
It isn't what I thought would happen, though. Can you sum it up for me? Because I got very confused by all the numbers. All right, so, yeah, I can do it again. You, you're, you're doing okay over there. You did a lot of summing up today. It's, it's okay. But uh, basically, Federico, the only way that I could get this pick is the iPhone 11 has a larger notch than the iPhone 12 because the iPhone 11 had an LCD screen and the iPhone 12 has an OLED screen. So you did get that uh, just because they switched to OLED. If they mm-hmm. had stayed with LCD, you would have missed it. Yep. So... I think you get it, but I'm not happy about how you got it. Me either, but I'll take it. I think he gets it, but he shouldn't be too happy about his win. It's not a it's not a honorable yeah. way yeah, to win. Yeah, that's true. It's a technicality. Here's the thing. If I win <laughs> with this, like if I become chairman with this, I'm not going to feel good about it. Well, you better get used to it. <laughs> because I think, you know, you have a really good chance at this point. Well, no, but spoiler alert, uh, I was doing pretty okay going into this round. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so. It, me, get, me getting this right uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's the reason. Well, we'll get to that, huh? Why don't we want, Stephen, why don't you read yours? It's only going to take a second. Apple Podcast app launches on Android. So, yeah, there you go. M- Mike is the new, Mike is the new <laughs> annual chairman. Yep. And I, so here's the thing. If I would have had to, if I, if my winning would have come down to that Ricky, I don't know how I'd feel, but I'll just take it because I'm winning anyway. So I may as well just sweep the whole board. And I mm-hmm. got this thing for a year, boys. This feels good. I'm, I wanted to win this one the most because then no one could take it away from me for a whole 12 months. So, so yeah, so that, that's uh, notch data. I think I'm going to do a blog post about this because it's interesting that it's gotten bigger over time. <laughs> well, I have and a question the, uh, for you though. Mm-hmm. Because you did it by what? The developer guidelines? This right? is from Apple specifications. But is that for developers? It's for accessory makers. It's for accessory makers. Cool. That was the one I went to check. Because this was the trouble that I had. Was like, by the simulator and stuff, they're wildly right. different in a bunch of different ways. And, and I, so yeah. I really struggled to try and find an answer on this. Yeah, I did too. I looked at that. Um, and that's complicated by some are 2X and some are 3X, mm-hmm. right? The LCD ones, you, you have to shift mm-hmm. that math over. Mm-hmm. The reason I went with this is because, A, it's publicly available. Everyone can see it, and it's the Apple measures it the same way across all the phones. Yeah. So it doesn't, millimeters don't care about 2X or 3X graphics, right? It cares how wide is this thing. And the PDFs in there, this starts, this starts on page 157, of that PDF, you can go look at all this. It's actually a fascinating document, but it is uh, it is your 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 win. So, congratulations, Mister Annual Chairman. Thank you. I will now sign into the account because the account is mine. I'm going to change all of the information. And remember to uh, we had a request. I think we should honor it. We should if we tweet at those accounts, we should put our initials after it so people know who's who in the past because yep. they change hands. Yeah, I also won't tweet for a few days so I don't spoil it for people. Yes, you don't want to spoil the show for people who are uh, don't listen to the weekend. Mm-hmm. We do have flexies to look at. Remember, the rules around the flexies don't apply to these because the rules were implemented after this. Uh, these are just non-graded picks basically for bragging rights. Uh, Federico, please tell me you got one right. I did. Woo! And I said, shortcuts will gain folders and or new ways to run shortcuts, which is correct. Um, yeah, there's the, both are true. Yeah, there's the folders, there's the new widget. 
Um, I think it was last year that they added like the accessibility stuff for running shortcuts via like in if you assign like a custom keyboard shortcut. Anyway, it is a correct uh, pick. Yes. And this is just a pick of pure happiness. This is a very happy pick. Oh, and also you can keep um you can run shortcuts from the Apple Watch, which is also, you know, yep. the new the new watch app. So yeah, I'm very happy that I got this right and I'm very happy that it came true. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. Uh, I still believe Apple will announce the services bundle. <laughs> I love the way I phrase this. Like, I still believe it because I think at that point we'd stopped believing. Like, there'd been a lot of disbelief from people that it would happen. Um, but yeah, there it is. This was a pick made out of pessimism mm-hmm. and sorrow at the state of Matt Catalyst a couple years ago. But I said, WBDC brings no real changes to Matt Catalyst. Glad to say I was wrong, because Catalyst is a lot better now. Yeah. I, it made sense why you made that pick, uh, because of Swift UI, right? And the way that the WWDC presentation prior to that had presented Catalyst, of kind of like sweeping it under the rug a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, in a way, it's more swept under the, the rug because it... Uh, <laughs> Because it's really for more important on Intel Max, but uh, it is hmm. what it is. Interesting. Yep. Federico, what was your? We only did two rounds of flexies. This is another change. What was your second and final? This is a whole bag of sadness. Um, mm. The iPad home screen will continue to change with new elements and additions. Nope. No. No. Just. just <laughs> nope. 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 If you had said iOS. <laughs> The that phone would have, would have pulled you over the line. But. Yes, yes. Uh, this is just sad. What uh, It's one of my hopes for 2021 to actually get the new home screen features on iPad, but not in 2020. So, Mm-mm. Sorry about that. Yeah, that one sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, like, yes, that's a good description. It sucks. All right. Uh, Apple will introduce a new iMac design with an accompanying external display. <laughs> Didn't happen either, did it? Did not happen Ooh. either. Uh, Apple. Okay, so the history of this pick is in 2019, I said, Apple's going to ship the first ARM Mac in 2019, and they didn't. So I got discouraged. And then I said, stick it to Apple. They're not going to ship the first ARM Mac in 2020. They shipped three of them. So I, I still don't know why. You well, so I, I'm swinging. We'll find out in a minute, but I'm swinging hard the other way when it comes to Apple Silicon. Yeah, so. you can't chill, can you? <laughs> it's just you're all over the place when it comes I'm, to I'm Apple all Silicon. over the place, man. Okay. There's so much to think about, so many things to see. But that was 2020, much like the year, the Rickies, for the most part, total disaster. <laughs> but maybe 2021 will bring hope. Maybe we can vaccinate our picks and everything will go better. Interesting. But first, Think our third and final sponsor. This episode Wait, is brought you to you. Are saying that your previous picks have COVID? <laughs> I mean, is that what you're saying? There, there's a lot of red in there. Of- My picks must have worn a mask because they were all good. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Pingdom. Today's internet users expect fast web experiences. No matter how compelling your content is or how effective your marketing is. They're going to bounce. They're going to leave if your website is loading too slowly. We've all done this. 
But with real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance issues affect your visitors' experiences. So you can take action before your business is impacted. How your visitors experience your website differs depending on the browser, device, and platform they use. So you want to identify how visitors are experiencing your website so you can make informed optimizations and deliver great performance to those visitors who matter most. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it scales beautifully. You can monitor millions of page views, all without compromising the fidelity of your historical data or breaking the bank in the process. So get live visitor insights today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a free 30-day trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the show and Relay FM. 2021, the order okay. was just set. Mike, and then me, mm-hmm. and then Federico. All right, so, so my round one pick, Apple announces a new Mac Pro powered by Apple Silicon. Oh, this year? This year, yep. Interesting. That's a bold one. I do not think it's going to ship. But you think it'll be announced? This year, but I think it will be announced. Either they do it at WWDC or they do it later. Um, And so I've got a couple of reasons for this. One, uh, I think that Apple were being very aggressive with their timeframes, like purposefully. So I don't think it's going to take them the two years that they gave to, to make the full transition. And also the Mac Pro, like the, the top end of the professional line of, of Apple's products is one of the only product lines where they have a history in recent times of pre-announcing stuff. So the Mac Pro, the Trashcan Mac Pro, they did this. The iMac Pro, they did this. And the Mac Pro, they have done this. Because I think this is one where the volumes are lower and the people that need them are going to keep buying them even if there's a new one coming. You know what I mean? So I think that Apple will announce uh, their Mac, their, their new top-end Mac Pro powered by Apple Silicon many months before they ship it. And I reckon they will do that in 2021. But you're not saying anything about shipping, just announcement. No, because I don't think it's going to ship. I mean, this is just between us. Uh, it's not going in my pick, but I do not think it will ship this year. But I think they yeah. will announce see, it. This see, if year. that were the greatest thing, I would have. I would think you'd be wrong because Apple generally ships these pro machines around December twentieth or so. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I have a pick related to this in a second. So, I'm starting out 2021 on a sad note. The iPad mini does not receive the new design language mm. in 2021. Mm. Why would you do this? Are you sure about th- Are you sure about these negative picks, Stephen? Yeah. Why are you going to be like this? I mean, I want it to happen. The iPad mini is just like so far down the bottom of the line. They only update it every three or four years. But now this is an energy you're putting into the world. Yeah. This no. energy the iPad mini team is putting into the world. Have you seen the the rumors saying that the Apple was working on this? There was a rumor saying the cheap iPad. That could... was a recent one. But going back further, mm. though, there's been rumors, hasn't there? You know what? 
No. I've had many Doug's <laughs> no, receive no, no. <laughs> the new design language of 2021. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait. I guess I guess this You've is changed my technically mind, boys. legal to do this. Was that so easy? Like <laughs> The iPad Mini does receive. I want to be positive. You've talked me out of my negativity. Oh, see, this is my love spreading, already having its effects. Now, if they don't do it, and you guys got me to change this, I'm going to be mad. At least you did it out In of fact, love. In fact, I'm going to write, babe, as a note. Originally, Stephen didn't want to do it. <laughs> said it would not be. Oh, this was so easy to do. Yeah, I know. I, this is a power that we should maybe, maybe work together. Maybe I should have. I should have like an outlet where I write things and can convince people about stuff, mm. <laughs> like stories. Yeah, sort of like that. Interesting. So the iPad Mini does receive the new design language. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now you're, you're. And I will buy it on day one. Perfect. Okay. Well, I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I also hope it comes out. Um, okay, so my first round one pick is Apple launches at least one iPad model with a mini LED display in 2021. This has been rumored multiple times that Apple is working on a new display technology. The rumors are saying for the iPad Pro specifically, but I'd rather keep it generic, you know, because this is how you get the points. Um, yeah, I want to help you. Yeah. A little bit here. I don't know if you should specify the te the display technology. Oh, with the new display technology, then. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of names. New, yeah. Out with the there. new, well, that's also like the essence of the pick, but yeah, with the new display. Yeah, because that's what you're saying, right? So that's yes. why I'm trying to help you. No, I don't particularly care about mini LED or OLED or just a no. new display tech. Yeah. And also, like, it might be one of those things where Apple give it a name and it's difficult for us right. to. But is it actually mini LED or is it like a custom thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. So should you clarify further new display tech to the iPad? Because if it's OLED, that's not new display tech. They have that in the phones. For, yeah, for the iPad. New on the iPad. Okay. okay. Can you, I don't know, how can we clarify that? New on the iPad. Yeah. Yeah. That's. The, I know that's what you wanted, yeah, but yeah. I know Future Us would squabble. Yes. Squibble. Squabble. Squabble. Squibble. Remember that? Sometimes it's good to know yourselves and mm -hmm. try and make it easy on yourself, you know? Yeah, to know yourself ahead of time. So that's round one. Okay. It is. So it's time for round two? It is. My first uh, pick for, well, my second pick, my round two, my first pick in round two, which is therefore my second pick in the 2021 rookies, is that iOS 15 gives users more home screen customization options. What if they just bring iOS 14 widgets out onto the home screen of the iPad. Does that count? That would be iPad OS That's 15. That's iPad OS yeah. I picked it specifically so it wasn't that. This is this is on the iPhone, right? Okay. I don't know what these things are going to be. There are a lot of potential options, right? Could be icon customization. Could be theming. It could be wider widget choices than before. Mm. Um, I don't know what exactly, but... I think this is going to be a we'll know it when we see it and it will be clear because, again, this is not in my pick, but I imagine Apple very literally saying, right, we know people love to customize their home screens. So in iOS 15, mm -hmm. we're doing this. And yep. like this is a pick where I just think if they don't do this, I don't know what's going on over there, right? Because they became an accidental cultural moment 
with iOS 14 in a way that they weren't expecting. And if you were not going to capitalize on that, I, d- I don't get it. Right? I just don't get it. When, when they've already clearly shown they're willing to by making those changes and shortcuts, right? They, they're they happy to make to, to make it easier for people. I don't know why they don't just go further and, and do more stuff that allows people to customize their home screens. Uh, my round two pick is no in-person WBDC 2021. It feels like a lock. Yep. I just wanted to get it on the board. Yeah, there's, this is, uh, honestly, of all of our picks, this feels like the most certain to me. Yeah. I can't imagine it, right? Like, I'm in lockdown until March in the UK, right? So, like, I can't imagine, I just can't imagine it happening, right? So, it, it just doesn't seem possible or safe or clever. Yeah, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is very likely a point. Uh, okay. My second pick is Apple launches, and again, this is between quotes, uh, air tags accessories for tracking physical objects. Uh, so the, the name isn't necessarily, like we should clarify that the name may be different. I'm basically referring to the accessory that's been rumored for years at this point. Uh, the little, you know, tile-like device that you're going to stick it or put it somewhere and you're going to be able to track a physical object in the real world. Uh, basically, like these small tags that we've seen referenced in dozens of different versions of iOS. Uh, we've seen screenshots, we've seen uh, animations, we've seen all, kind of, all kinds of references in code. And I suppose that in 2021, these accessories will finally come out at some point. So this is my pick. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of smoke for that fire. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to get this. I hope so. All right. So that is the end of round two. As a reminder, each of those picks is worth one point. Time for the Rickies. If you get these right, you get two points. If you get it wrong, you lose a point. So this can make or break a game. Mike, you're up. I'm having cold feet at the very last moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me talk through this. Wow, this is a Ricky, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, I need to. I want to go back on this. All right. So, as of a, I don't know, a year or two ago, the way that we spoke about this before, the way that we come up with this, so there isn't just just ninety five minutes of screaming, is we have to get pre agreement from each other that our Ricky picks are risky enough. Because there have been right. many times where somebody has produced something and either one or two of the three people will say that is not risky enough. And then there's like two days of fighting until we come up with the answers. I would say that I think in the last 12 months, we have all got really good at picking risky picks, right? Because I feel like there's way less fighting now. But it's still worth going through it before we come to the show. So I presented, I think we all did this in the end, three picks that were all deemed risky. Mm-hmm. I ended up choosing one of them, and then two of those picks have gone into my flexies. I am now t- torn between two of my picks for my Ricky. I will just say what they are. One, a Mac gets a touchscreen. Mm. Two, <laughs> iPad multitasking is overhauled again. <laughs> I think that both of these things are going to happen. 
I don't know if they're 2021, which is why they're risky, right? Like, I think we could probably all agree that it seems like these things will probably happen at some point, but it's just, are they going to happen this year? And I'm not sure which one I want to go with. Mm-hmm. So, I firmly believe that the touchscreen is riskier. Yes. And it is. what that means is that the glory is better if you get it right. Oh, I know, yeah. And yeah. Apple has overhauled multitasking every two or three years for like five or six years. Yep. So that one feels... I mean, I'd be okay with it being a, a risky pick, yeah. but I think the Mac is way more glorious. I think I want to go with the glory and the passion, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to keep from it. the best. I'm going to yes. keep it. Uh, a Mac gets a touchscreen is my, my Ricky pick. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want it to happen. Me too. I really love All right, it. Can I, can I ask a clarifying question on that? Yes. So Jason said something on Upgrade that I hadn't thought about, which was like, what if the iMac didn't get a touchscreen, but it could be operated by the Apple Pencil? And I had not considered that. It's still touch. Still touch. See, I would say it's not touch. If your meaty finger can't move an item around, it's not a touchscreen. Well, but you're touching the display with something. So maybe, maybe... It is technically touchable. Because here's the thing. So if the i, So I would say if the iMac got use of the Apple Pencil, that would still be monumental and is still quite risky. So what if the pick is a Mac gets a screen that can be... See, I'm trying to find a phrase that could encapsulate... A, a, a screen that supports touch input. That supports touch input? Touch input or pencil, and or pencil input. Yes, there you go. A screen that supports touch or pencil input. That's going to be my pick. Because I think that both and of those... And or. You have to say and yeah, or. Yeah, I think that both of those are risky. It would really... I think it would really suck if they made an iMac that worked with the Apple Pencil and I got my Ricky wrong, <laughs> right? Like, that would be sad. Yeah. And look, we've talked about that for years. I wrote a thing for Federico probably four years ago about like, hey, the trackpad in this MacBook Pro is humongous. Why can't I use an Apple Pencil on it, right? Like, it's just right there. Well, and the other one is the Surface Studio, right? Like, everyone thinks and talks about the Surface Studio. Sure. Yeah, they've sold six of yeah. them. But it's still a, a, an industrial design that is interested and cool and people would like on the Mac. And yep, I could imagine the iMac being maybe one of the harder ones to put touch on, um, but maybe you put pencil support on it and have a really weird adjustability, which, by the way, I'll get to later, <laughs> I suppose. So, yeah, okay. That's what I'm going to go with. And Apple announces a, a sorry, a Mac gets a touchscreen. Uh, sorry, let me do that again. Third time's a charm. A Mac gets a screen that supports touch and or Apple Pencil support. Or Apple Pencil input, we should say. All right. So my pick is related to yours about Apple announcing a new Mac Pro. I'm going even further. Oh, no. Because I'm going to say that Apple has Apple Silicon replacements for all of its Intel Macs on sale by the end of 2021. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why have you done this? They did. Look, they they went super fast with Intel. I think they're ready. I think we're just going to see they're going to rip the Band-Aid off. And the two-year thing was, a, was just a cover in case it was slower than that. But I believe... On sale. Yeah. By the end on of this year. On sale. That means I can give them my credit card number for a, an Apple Silicon Mac Pro within the year. 
or whatever the last one is. See, because I think it's going to be tricky to judge this even. No, if you can, if you can put money into a website and get a computer out of it, then it's for sale. All right, but what if I can still buy an iMac Pro with Intel chips in it? I mean, I don't think they're going to keep any Intel Macs around, but I see what you're saying. Well, he's saying he's saying that the that Apple has Apple Silicon replacements, so you may still be able to buy an Intel iMac Pro. Apple Apple Silicon versions. Versions, yes. Yeah, but what if there is no Apple Silicon iMac Pro? Then what are we going to do? Then if the Intel the Intel iMac Pro is gone, then we know exactly. But what if it isn't? Is what I'm saying. What if you can still buy it? Hmm. That's 11 months so, away. If on December 31st, 2021, you go mm-hmm. to the Apple website and you yes. see an Intel-based iMac Pro and there's no uh-huh. Apple Silicon version of it, Stephen does not get the point. But what if the Apple Silicon Mac Pro is for sale? I think it's... We all understand the Mac Pro will be last. It always is. If the Apple Silicon Mac Pro is for sale, then the Apple Silicon Mac Pro has replaced the... Intel Mac Pro, but the iMac Pro right. still is there, so that's not an Apple Silicon. Uh, in this, uh, this is the only scenario I'm painting here because it's the outlier product to me, right? Like everything else seems obvious. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the iMac Pro is one and done; and it's going to disappear. So, I'm going with this. Apple has Apple right. Silicon versions of all of its Intel Macs on sale by the end of 2021. Man, okay, but so, but I, I'm putting the iMac Pro in as your potential downfall here. That if they're still selling, it, so the the sub point. Yeah, so the sub-bullet point, which is not great, just for clarification, is no Intel, because mm, I type it, I'm unsure. No, no, you would have to say no Intel Macs on sale without an Apple Silicon counterpart. It's like if you can still buy an Intel Mac yeah, it needs an Apple Silicon that counterpart. is in a category that has no Apple Silicon product in it, then you don't win. Yes. Man, you've gone... So. You've gone too hard on this one. <laughs> I don't think you had to to do this, but this is what you've decided for yourself. So as far as passion goes, I think you got it. But I, I really don't think this is the case, which is as I've made in my round one pick. I don't think the Intel, the Apple Silicon Mac Pro is on, sale, is on sale this year. I don't think it's going to happen. Other than getting the year wrong, Apple Silicon Macs have not let me down. I won the keynote chairmanship because the Apple Silicon Mac Mini. They have let you down. Remember, I said there's going to be a desktop. Because you've made... you guys freaked out. Up until that point, and even including today, every pick that you've made about Apple Silicon Macs has has been wrong. That was what you were setting (laughs) out earlier, that you kept picking times and they kept being wrong. Twice. But the Mac Mini gives me hope. And I choose to believe in Johnny Cerruti's team the year of Apple Silicon Macs. Mad lad. Well... (laughs) <laughs> Absolute me. Lad. Look oh. at Federico. Okay, so we need to. I have a lot of things to talk about. Federico's. We haven't gotten to Federico yet. All right. So far, you are the mad lad. All right, Federico, lay it on us. Okay, I have, a, I have a very simple statement. Very simple idea. I'm being very bold and surgical about it. 2021 is the year of Xcode on iPad. Okay, I'm calling it right now, January 7th, 2021. Okay. Therefore, my Ricky is. Apple will release a new programming app for iPad. Oh, man. I'm going all in. I don't care. This is happening. Because I said, this is happening. What was the year when we were at the Twitter headquarters watching at their viewing party? 
2015. It was the maybe? iMessage App Store was the big thing of that WWDC. Yeah. What year was that? What year was the iMessage App Store? 20, 2016. Because at that year, we were saying this was going to happen. So my point here is that the year of Xcode on iPad is almost like the year of Linux on the desktop. At this well, point. but unlike Linux, this is going to happen. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, Linux has happened. <laughs> well, has it though? <laughs> um, no, this is, hap- uh, this is happening. Otherwise, okay. I wouldn't have chosen it as my Ricky. I, I am very, very positive, and you can quote me on this, that I will win and I will be the annual chairman in 2022. 2020, I lost for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Well, the variety of reasons <laughs> is you got none of your picks right. I said a variety of reasons. <laughs> One of them was, uh, let me just quote it back to you, that uh, Apple released one new pro app for iPad. <laughs> They've, they, you've been let down by this very concept before. I said a variety of reasons. <laughs> One is the same reason. <laughs> I oh, choose to believe in what didn't come true in 2020 okay. will come true in 2021. Okay. 2021 is the year of rebirth and hope. And uh, this is one of those things. New programming app on iPad. Big announcement at WWDC. Xcode, or may not even be called Xcode. This is why I didn't specify the name. But a new app for programming, so writing software and testing software on iPad. That is not, and I guess you can clarify, that is not Swift Playgrounds because that is not new. Uh, but yes, a new programming app for iPad made by Apple that lets you write code. Man. Okay. I don't care. I'm going all in. Is this a reuse of the previous pick? It's awfully close. It's close, but it's not a reuse. Because he wasn't specific. Mm-hmm. This is riskier because he's not he's being specific. So like, can you imagine they that logic and final cut? <laughs> they, they they do logic and final cut this year. Can you how would that make you feel, Federico? I will take it um badly. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <good>. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to say I will take it, you know. Uh, with an open mind, but no, 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 I will be upset if they One do that. One of the differences of this year's picks to uh, last year's picks is it it really is going to pretty much take us all the way to the end of the year before we know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that wasn't the case yeah. this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've basically known this since the fall event, yep. that this is how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. That leaves the flexies. Let me read the flexi rules Please. because I didn't read them earlier. Uh, loser of the non-graded flexies must compensate the winner of the flexies by donating to the charity of the winner's choice. The amount of the donation is $25 per wrong flexi made by the loser. In the case of a tie, the ratio of correct to incorrect flexies will be taken into account each host must make a minimum of five flexi picks. Flexies may be reused as future flexies or regular picks. And the money, of course, must be donated on air. I think so far only Federico and I have had to donate. I don't think, Mike, you've had to give anything yet. No. Wow. You've been in the middle. I think I won and Federico won and you've been why, in the center. Why do you hate charities, Mike? Yeah, gosh, man. Jesus. Why? Because I'm a winner, not a loser, I guess. Wow. Or the, the mediumist wow. connected host. Yeah. 
All right, Mike, drop your flexies on us. All right, so I have five because I'm sensible and I don't go over five. Hmm. Interesting strategy. Because <laughs> history has shown it, it behooves you to do that. Um, my five on another variant of over-ear headphones will be released. Wait, what? I think, I think there's a yep. I think that Apple will release a cheaper version of uh, the over-ear AirPods, AirPods Max. There'll be something else. Uh, Apple releases a weather API. Right, because they they bought Dark Sky. Dark Sky, yeah. Uh, new Apple TV released. iPad multitasking is overhauled again, and my final. Flexi, which was my third Ricky option, is a new iMac has adjustability that is reminiscent of the Pro Display XDR. Adjustability, you mean by the stand? The stand and the way that the stand moves up and down. Um, I think that they will use something very much like that for the iMac. So they're going to take a $1,000 stand and put the technology in a $1,500 iMac. I'm not saying they're going to take a $1,000 stand, uh, but here's a few things on that. One... Things get cheaper to make over time because That's true. part of the price of that stand is because they know they weren't going to sell a lot of them and it took them a lot of money and time to make them, right, in research and development, in tooling and all that kind of stuff. I like to think that each one is handmade. Each one may be handmade. It isn't. It's, it's made by robots, <laughs> but... You know, you can probably you probably have to tell yourself that that's the case, right, Stephen? It helps me sleep better at night. There you go. Um, so, But I think that they will take that technology and that knowledge because it does seem to be a really nice uh stand and mechanism and bring that to other products yeah Hmm. it'd be nice um you know the iMac with the g4 was like super flexible and where you could put the screen was really up to you Mm -hmm. and we lost that with the iMac g5 and that's where we've been until now until the xdr So I like all of these. I do want to go back to the weather API just for a second. Maybe this is a topic for a show at some point, but I really just wonder what the possible ramifications of that would be on the the ecosystem of iOS weather apps. I have lots of thoughts on the good and bad of that. It'd be better for them. Right? So if it's free, then... So the way most weather apps work now, unless they steal all your tracking data, like some of them have been caught doing is you pay an in-app subscription to access the weather data because they have to go pay the weather service that uh, that you're using. So you pay the developer and they can pay their cost of accessing that data. If it's free, then those developers can't get get away with charging for something that people know is going to be free. And like, will the bottom fall out of this ecosystem? I think it could be good, but it could be bad. Like, what about calendar apps? Yeah, but think of how many weather apps there are and how varied they are. There's three decent calendar apps, and there's five or six good weather apps. No, you see, I don't... I disagree with that. I don't that. think this is an issue. Because you, you're you're presuming that customers know that weather app developers have to pay for the APIs. Nobody knows or cares. I think people do know. I think people who are willing to pay for that do know and care. If you want additional sources, yeah. So your your argument is your argument is that Apple will not release a weather API because a bunch of developers rely on third party APIs. No, 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 no. I think they I think they're going to do this. I just wonder what the fallout. I just wonder what it will mean in the ecosystem. Oh, in the ecosystem, I don't think it will. Yeah, well, difference. No, I get it. Like the idea that a bunch of developers of weather 
apps switch to subscriptions because it's a good it's uh, it's a way to support the fact that you're paying for ongoing service right to a third party provider yeah. and therefore it's an easier sell for people because you're saying well look it has to be a subscription because i got to pay an ongoing cost to the service provider right. but then what if right. it becomes like a native thing right like the reminders mm, okay. integration for example it's not like you're paying apple to get access to reminders so i get it but also i think if you're a developer that you could do something like you can get the apple data for free or if you want to get more accurate data you can subscribe and and get you know the third party you can still get all your storm stuff it's like the same as it has been before yeah like it becomes a premium thing i guess like there's the basic version which is the apple one i could see something like that and if you want to have, you know, wider coverage or more details or, you know, like those crazy radars that you see in the U.S., you can subscribe and get whatever, you know, AccuWeather and ClimaCell, whatever, it, you know, all these services are. So, but it's a good point, actually. You do make good points every once in a while, Stephen. Thanks. Yeah. Sure, babe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, you're not ready for my flexes. Because these are the best flexes you've ever heard on the show. Okay. I'm really happy with them. All right. So the first one, Apple releases its own game controller. <laughs> I'm not going to do this, though. <laughs> no, they're, they're going to do this. Um, oh, okay, then. <laughs> they are going to do this. Uh, Why? As, uh, I think it's going to be part of uh, the new Apple TV experience and also a nice tie-in with Apple Arcade. I think it, the combination of those two factors, Apple working on a new Apple TV, sort of trying to find a reason for a new Apple TV to exist in a world where you can get a cheap um, Fire Stick 4K, which we now have in our household, by the way. It's super cool. And, yeah. Um, or you can get you know the Google Chromecast. Like There's so many alternatives at, at a much lower price point. Like, What's the reason for an Apple TV to exist at that price point these days? Right, but so... The question on this, then, if it's if it's Apple, you think that they would include this game controller with the Apple TV? Potentially, maybe with a version of the Apple TV. Maybe mm. why not? Um, mm. okay. I think it could be a nice, you know, sort of a change of direction, but not so much. Like it wouldn't be a total shocker when you think about it. There's Apple Arcade. It features wide. You know, it features really, really well at this point with with TVOS 14, really well done support and integration with third party controllers. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of weird that at this point that Apple has worked so hard to get the DualShock and the Xbox controller and MiFi controllers to work. Just make your own. Um, so I don't know. Maybe second flexi. iOS gets an gets a native feature to change icons for any app you want. So the idea is Apple must have noticed just how badly people want to change icons on their home screens. And rather than using shortcuts or using those third-party utilities that sort of let you do that by installing custom certificates on your device, uh, just have a native feature that lets you change the icon anytime you want from settings. And yes, I know, changing the icon, you're going against the original artistic intention of the app developer whatever people just want to change stuff people just want to customize stuff nothing is sacred anymore i think in terms of the ios home screen so anything goes and if anything goes just let people change the icons whenever they want and yeah you can still choose the default icon and developers can still provide alternative icons but ultimately you know give the power to the people that's 
basically the idea of this yep. flexi. Third flexi, Apple releases a bigger iPad Pro. Why not? We talked about this before. Give me a 15 or 16-inch iPad Pro, and I'll be happy. Uh, hasn't been rumored, though. So it's still a good flexi, I think, but it's, I don't know. It's a good flexi, a bad pick. That's a good description. Yeah. Um, at least a new iPhone model has both Face ID and Touch ID. I think the, I really want this to come true. I really want to have a phone where it works with either Face ID or Touch ID if I have a mask on and I can just touch a button. Like on the iPad Air, it's got Touch ID in the button. Uh, or maybe it could be Touch ID under the display. I don't know. I still want to have multiple biometric options for authenticating myself on my iPhone. I used to think this was necessary. That was pre-pandemic. In a post-pandemic world, I don't think masks are going away anytime soon anyway, even after the vaccine. I don't think we're just going to stop. Personally, I will just not stop wearing a mask. So this is something that we have to live with for the foreseeable future. And if that's the case, I don't think Face ID alone is going to be good enough. I hear it every day from my friends, like just how annoying, annoying Face ID is these days uh, when you're outside and you're wearing a mask. So multiple options. Uh, Face ID and Touch ID in the same iPhone. And lastly, sort of uh, this is something that Mike also mentioned. I'm going a little more specific. Um, widget Kit, which is the framework uh, that supports widgets on the iOS and iPadOS home screen, um, will support new widget sizes and more interactivity. Now, uh, the sizes are kind of obvious. I think Apple will do more, more and different layouts for widgets, maybe a small vertical one, maybe different rectangle sizes, maybe L-shaped widgets. That would be fun and interesting. Round widgets, why not? But I also think they're going to start adding some kind of interactions without necessarily having to support the same like full-on interactions like on Android. Like I don't think you will be able to bring up a keyboard in a widget in iOS 15, but mm. maybe tapping some buttons or like, yeah, maybe like a single tap, choosing from like one option or the other. Or like I'm thinking like a playback widget, for example, for music. Like literally just be able to pause and play. That would be good enough. And it would be more inter interactivity than we have today. Right. Um, so new sizes and more interactivity. A deep and open No, it doesn't have to framework. be deep and open. It's that joke deep was... Deep and open. That deep joke stopped being funny years ago. Uh, not for us, I don't it know. didn't. Of all the things that I say on the show, I don't know why you still hold that specific joke against me after all these years. Because it was such a wild thing to say in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> it was about messages. <laughs> Apple's closed. Of all the things <laughs> I say, of all the things I say on this show, many questionable things. But that one. Apple's shallow and closed messages system. <sighs> Never gonna let it go. I made six flexies. Why? Why because do you do this? He, because he likes charities. <laughs> I do like charities, but I just had a lot of stuff rolling around in my head and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put my cards on the table. Okay. So, Flexi 1, Apple puts a cheaper display on sale as a sibling to the XDR. Okay. So I'm not saying anything about how it looks or how it works, just a cheaper display. I mean, come on. Why haven't they done this? I've got a couple about names. The simplest oh, thing. Good. You, yeah, these are easy. To predict. A faster Apple Silicon chip is named M1X, not <laughs> what? M2. What? Why what if they do have an M2? <laughs> Why, is Why have you done so, this? 
I think maybe I can reword this, but my thought is the number is going to be about the generation, just like it is on iOS and iPad OS. Well, so they're only going to have two chips? Well, it could be M1X, M1Z. All right. Whatever. Okay. But I think the I think the number corresponds to the generation. Okay. So should, should I reword it to be that? No. Because you just explained yourself. So stand by your pick. Um, generation will change is marked by an increase in number. It's wild to me that in the same predictions, <laughs> you have said Apple will revamp every every single Mac, yeah. right? But they're not going to go up a generation at any point. I'm not saying there won't be an M2. I'm saying the number marks the generation. I don't think that you, you, these are now multiple different picks at this point. What is going on with this? Yeah, these are multiple different <laughs> picks now because now you're saying they can have an M2, right? Like, why, why don't you just say that? <laughs> right, okay. Because we're all getting confused now. Okay, so it's just, okay. Just make it the first part. <laughs> Faster Apple Silicon chip is named M1, not M2. Just say there's going to be a chip named M1X. That's the pick. Get rid of the M2 part. You don't even know if it's going to be faster. You there don't even know if it's going to be faster. There will be a chip named M1X. <laughs> Done. Oh, so you're, no, you're, why have you chosen that? Why have you put all your eggs in the X basket? M1 followed by a letter. There you what? go. M1 followed there by a letter. All right. The next one is also about naming. We see the iPhone 12S this year, not the 13. I See, I think you're wrong here. Why, though? I think they've gotten rid of the S now. They did it last year. You can't say it's gone yet. No, <laughs> I think ago. they're going to get rid of it now. Two years ago. I, I genuinely do. I think they're going to get but rid they of did, it. But they did it with such passion that, okay. you know. Well, 12S. No, no, no. We're not saying, no, no. Don't say there's going to be an iPhone 13. It's not, please don't reverse your pick. I'm not. Just keep it as it is. I'm not going to reverse it. You've never talked me into changing a pick. My opinion is that they will, from now on, implement uh, increment by a solid number every time. Mm-hmm. Like, it will be like 13, 14, 15. Okay. If they keep numbers. But I think they will. I don't want them to, but I think they will. Apple ships an AR dedicated device. What is what does this mean? It means that it's a device dedicated to AR. Well, what is an air tag? It's something for tracking things. Okay, so you're saying like No, it's strap me in, baby. I want to see the world. Mm-hmm. What if it's mixed reality, AR and VR? I would say that still counts that's not dedicated then is it because apple will sell it as ar <laughs> okay but what if they do vr <laughs> what, as what well? apple does now is mixed I, reality really i i take it back these are the best flexes i've ever heard on the show i want to apologize Dave, these are really we weren't excellent. expecting federica <laughs> no, to be one up so soon <laughs> no but also the, the following two are just chef is <laughs> so good <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Please go on. Please never stop. I hope we have seven of them. Can you just set, where did we settle with the AR one? An an AR or MR? Yeah, that's good. Oh, what about VR though? <laughs> Apple ships an R dedicated device. <laughs> just Apple ships something from another reality. No, go. just say AR, VR, MR. All right. Go for it. AR, R <laughs> VR. Or and 
or MR dedicated device. And or, sure. <laughs> that's, that's really what I was missing from the video. Wait, you can't have AR, VR, and MR. And or MR. Right, there's no and. And or. No, but. Hmm. <laughs> that or is doing a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number five of six. No Mac gets cellular data option. There we go again with the negative pick. <laughs> okay. They would have. Why would you not have done it off the bat? I don't think it's coming because they didn't change anything else. Just add a little cellular radio in there. But they changed nothing. They did the whole logic board. It's a totally different computer inside. No, but like nothing else changed in these machines. All they did was get the new chips in them. Yeah, all they did was completely redesign the logic board from the ground up. The perfect time to do this. But by that logic. You are saying they will add no more features of any kind to the Apple no, Silicon No, I'm just Mac. saying that the opportune time would have been with the first ones. No Mac gets cellular data option. Also, I think Apple's just happy with the way that um, the handoff hotspot stuff works, which they shouldn't be, but they are. Okay. And last but not least, 2021 will bring a loss to the Apple family. The iPod Touch will be canceled. Oh, come on. The iPod Touch 2? What did it do? Nothing. That's the why? point. Yeah, why cancel? Why? <laughs> First being dead and then the iPod Touch is really going downhill. <laughs> uh, Look, the iPad Mini has taken over what it, or the cheap iPad has taken over what people wanted the iPod Touch for. It, it's amazing to me it's still hanging on. Hmm. Let me just read you some technical specifications of the current iPod Touch. And oh, I don't doubt that it's trash, but like... See if this sounds like a product Apple cares about, okay? It uh, has a four-inch screen, so pretty tiny. Uh, the A10 Fusion, two gigabytes of RAM. It was updated last May of 2019. The update before that was in 2015. It went from the A8 to the A10. That was effectively it. No one wants these hanging around. People got to support them. What if what did in their the, software? What did the last iPad Mini have in it before the iPad the Mini? One? Let me see. The fifth I generation bet it was similar had an A12. The one no, the one before. This I know. One. I'm comparing and scrolling. The one before that included the A8. Right. So so the the iPad. Mini went further than the new iPod Touch did. When was the iPod Touch? The iPod Touch is still two generations behind the iPad Mini. It's term of processor. It's time to go. And I think it's going to happen in 2021. It's just that the expression, the iPod Touch is cancelled, that really <laughs> yeah, gets me. Yeah, is such a weird <laughs> word to use here. Well, discontinued? No, no, please keep cancelled. Just really, it really, it really. I gives don't know the why idea. you're questioning this. When have we ever referred to a product going away as cancelled? This is not a thing that we've that anyone's ever said. Maybe it's just mm -hmm. on my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been stuff going on. <laughs> you know, I think I'm really in a strong position for the next year. I really think you are. <laughs> I, really do, I really, I really think you are. Do you? Mm -hmm. Starting off 2021 on the right foot, metaphorically, Steven, of course. Yeah, I can't uh, put much weight on my right foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babe. Mm. Foot, foot surgery joke. Well, 
that uh, that's what we're going to be looking forward to in 2021. We keep these in the bottom of our document. We check in on them throughout the year, and we're really excited to do so. Uh, congratulations again to Mike for being the annual chairman this year. You and I reign side by side. Mm, not really. And Federico is nowhere to be found. I wouldn't say side by side. I would say the annual chairman is on a bit of a higher pedestal. Than I don't the think so. Chairman. Because I the longer so. you're the keynote chairman, the better you are at the game. How long have you been keynote chairman? Since uh, November. That's not very long. It's true. It also is more dependent on Apple's release schedule than me or anyone yeah. else. And also, like, you know, you have to pick so far in advance with the annuals. Yeah. And there are no rumors, really, that you can bank on if you're playing the game right. So, you know. But, you know, it's a nice thing that you did. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, head on over to our website, relay.fm slash connected slash 327. While you're there, you can get in touch via email with any feedback or follow-up. You can also join on that page and become a member and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. So go check that out. You can find us all online. You can find Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. Mike hosts a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. Mike, what are you up to in the coming days? I'm recording more shows, Mm -hmm. as I always am. Uh, On Friday, I'm going to be back on Twitch at Mike.Live. I've had to set up my streaming situation at home um, now because we're in lockdown again. But if you want to join me on Twitch at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday, please do that, Mike.Live. You can find Federico on Twitter, Fetici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. Federico, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. First one of the new year, so... I know. I'm waiting for it. I've thought yeah. a lot about this, and I've looked at a lot of articles. Mm-hmm. What is the worst text that you accidentally sent? <laughs> <laughs> worst text? Huh? Huh. That you accidentally sent. Accidentally sent. I once sent a message to Jeremy Budge that included a pet name for Adina, and he didn't let me forget it for a long time. There were maybe a couple of episodes in my life that then I then I guess I learned my lesson, and I never did it again. Uh, when I was fifteen or sixteen, um, mm-hmm. I meant to um, text. Um, my ex uh, about the um, night before, but I accidentally texted my mom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that there. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I assume she wasn't your ex at that point? <laughs> no. No? Very much not. No, no, but we didn't break up because of the text. So to this day, she doesn't know. So, so. But you were yeah. grounded. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH and my writing over at 512pixels.net. Uh, this week on Twitch, I rebuilt a fifth generation iPod and it totally worked when I was done. So that's a victory. Which is rare for you so far. <laughs> You've been having some bad luck on your Twitch stream. Yeah. So that one went great though. Yeah. 
I watched it. Thanks. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Squarespace, Smile, and Pingdom. And until next week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.